Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, I'm Andy Cohen, here with my co-host, John Hill. Hey, John. What is happening? Well, John, here's one thing that's happening. You know where you and I are? Vacay? Yeah, we're on vacay, girl. (laughs) But we're listening back to some of our favorite interviews from the past year on Radio Andy. My favorite. While we're away. Today, Janelle James will be here. I so enjoyed talking to her. love her. And later, Chris Red. How about that? This is Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. I love your jumpsuit. I love it. Thank you so much. I would like that jumpsuit. (laughs) I think I could pull that off. Zipper in front, belt. You know, fake belt that doesn't really, you know. Okay. I think if it didn't have poofy sleeves, I could pull it off. What's wrong with poofy sleeves? I don't know. On me. <laughs> Listen, Janelle, we need to talk because Abbott Elementary is the biggest hit on television, and you are there. You have launched a thousand memes. Yes, uh, my and, face. Yes, your face. <laughs> Tell me where you were before Abbott Elementary, because this is this is the thing that caused you to explode. Right? right? I'll give you two answers. Okay. Before Abbott Elementary, I had been a, a stand-up comedian for about ten years. Okay. And uh, I've. Uh, a big New York comic passed at the cellar and I really? toured with Chris Rock and Amy Schumer and Dave Dave uh, Ross and I've, I've been out here. Yes. And then my second answer is before Abbott Elementary, like directly before yeah. Abbott Elementary, I was in the house in quarantine for a year. Right, <laughs> so that right. was really where I was when this happened. Which so is, then yeah. knowing how you've been at it, yeah. you've been doing stand-up for 10 years. You yes. opened for Chris freaking Rock. Correct. So so <laughs> when you then get on a show that is as big as Ad- Abbott Elementary, mm-hmm. and I have to assume now you can't walk down the street. I every, right. Yes. What is What does that feel like to make it so big after you've been working so hard for so long? I mean, it feels great. I got money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's been great. Yeah. Um, to be... Uh, comedian is like traveling all the time. I'm in a yeah. in in one place now. I have coworkers. Um, it's a it's a job, so right. it's it's different because uh, stand up is such a solitary yeah. thing, and um, so it's been a total life change for me. I've had to move my beloved from my beloved New York in, uh, to L. A. Yeah. and 
and and just did you keep your New York apartment for the first season? Because you know right. you don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Right. And so yeah, I had it here empty. Like who does that? Yeah. First right. of all. <laughs> right. Right. And I just knew I was coming back, and then we got picked up for the second season. Yeah. And, no, and you're I good. Had to let it go. Yeah. 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 This is going a hundred yeah. episodes. Syndication. But I, I had just found that mystical New York apartment no that everyone's way. looking. Were for. Were you renting? Or you I was own? renting. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then you you were right. To I've lived. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, um, how did you get into stand up? Oh gosh, uh, I was in the Midwest. <laughs> Where? Uh, Champaign Urbana. Oh, okay. I'm from yeah. St. Louis. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm done far. stand up there. Anyway, <laughs> and uh, the, most comedians have a sad story, so I'm so sorry to bring it down. <laughs> but no. yeah, my dad was uh, sick, and I was like in a bad place, and totally by chance, I was in the grocery store, and this guy handed me a flyer for an open mic. Okay. Uh, at that time, I was a mom. You know, I'm still a mom, but I, I had. Uh, a, a small baby <laughs> and really? uh and you said i could do this i didn't say i could do this i said i'll go check out this open mic okay so you I were going to go check out the <laughs> yeah. other people doing the other it. people do okay. i had never been to one i was okay. just like sure okay okay and i went and i saw uh, and i was I, I was like oh okay this is cool and and the guy said and you this can was come in back. champagne this is urbana in Sh- okay. yeah in a bike a biker bar called memphis on maine okay <laughs> And afterwards, the guy came up. I have a distinctive laugh, so I guess I was cracking up. And yeah. He came. He said, "I like that you came and, and laughed. If you wanted to try next week, you can do a set." And I was like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, four minutes. Yeah. You come up, you tell jokes." And I was like, "Okay." I went home and I wrote. Do you my, remember the, some of the jokes you wrote? Yeah, it was all about my dad. Started. Actually, I was super was dark when I first dad. started. Okay. It was all about my dad. Can you give me one of the jokes? Oh gosh, uh, my dad. Uh, I grew up with a with an. Oh God! Is this a G right yeah, now? Yeah, no, 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 no. You can say anything. You can uh, say anything. We're not see. bleeping you. Um, my dad it w- was a '80s macho dad. Uh, his favorite person was uh, Hulk Hogan when we when when I was growing up, and uh, Hulk Hogan had a sex tape that came out, and in the in the sex tape he said the N word. And it made my dad so sad. I still remember him now sewing all the sleeves back on his T-shirts. Ah, good. That's good. All right. All right. I like it. It was just all about my dad. Yeah, okay. His nunchuck. Uh, obsession and things like that. Karate okay. Dad and how he had. Uh, and, and so, how did that first? How did that first run go? Oh man, I remember the first time I got a laugh. It was so. I mean, it still is. Yeah. To get a laugh from a crowd from something you say. So you do I'm, the open mic yeah. at Champagne Urbana, yeah. and then and then where do you go? So now, now I'm hanging out with kid. all these white dudes. Okay, you you're know? hanging out with yeah. white dudes. And was that the first time you had hung out with? Yes. Because comedy is very all white, white man. Yeah. yeah. And so and then me. <laughs> and, and how did you? How did you? You integrated this yeah. group of white men, but yeah. how did you? Uh, for real, how no. did you get along with that group? Because they it's were a real, cool, and yeah. I'm still cool with with, uh, with right. a lot of them. I mean, I don't see them anymore, but right. I, they, those were my my boys. For I mean, for they a have minute. they yeah. have to really be like, whoa, wow, she yeah. Made it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, how do you go from there to then? touring with Chris Rock oh man uh, hustling uh, yeah yeah. I because at some point you found it in yourself to say you know what I'm going to move to New York and give this a shot well so without telling too much of my business I was in in Champagne. we moved from from New York to Champagne because my ex at the time was doing okay he was going to college there okay and so we always planned on moving back to New York good so I had that time in Champagne to like really 
start stand up and I started um go driving with these these white dudes to St. Louis to Indiana okay. to Chicago and like kind of making a, a, a tiny name for myself and then uh Todd Barry I don't know if people know him he was a he's a comic that's been around yes, for a while he came a long time yeah he came through and I got the opportunity to open for him he was the first person to pay me like money for right. stand up and get me like a hotel room and like yep. La Quinta and all that, of that that must have felt great yeah and, yep. um I did well with him. I mean, it's all it's all a, a process, you know, uh, one after the other. He told Rob Delaney about me. Wow. And then I toured with Rob Delaney through the Midwest for his first tour, which okay. was huge. Right. Because uh, uh, he was the, the Twitter guy at the time. Yes. Rob Delaney then told Eugene Merman about me. That's how it happens. Wow. And so uh, I remember Todd Berry said, hey, I have this. Um, I have a party every year for my birthday in New York, but you don't live live there, and you know. But if you're ever in New York, hit me up, and I charged a, charged on my credit card. Yeah, I got a credit card specifically okay. for this. Charged it, flew to New York, and was just like, "Hey, I just happened to be here. Right? <laughs> Can I come to your birthday party?" I met, and when I went there, I just met a bunch of New York comics, and truly, Andy, I lied for years and told people I lived in New York, and I was flying myself back and forth wow. to do shows. And then going back and then uh, because of that, people just started hearing about me. What was your first stand-up gig on television? Ooh, I think it was on Fuse. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. All right. Laugh a lot. Yeah. Laughatopia or something like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. How long did you tour with Rock? I toured Rock for his uh, whole uh, last special, which was uh, Tambourine. He was right for, for Netflix. Yes. So, oh, that was so good. Yeah. So, was, um, like his support on the road, building that that act. I know? have to assume that you are working on a stand-up special of your own at this point. Oh, always oh. in my head. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> always, good. I haven't really yeah. had time. Okay. Yeah. Right. I just of did uh, DC uh, Improv this past weekend. Actually, okay. Was that yesterday? Who knows what time is? Have, uh, I have to assume yeah. the crowds have changed since you yeah. got on Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Yes. A lot of a lot of sitcom watchers. Yeah, and, right. um, I'm not uh, sitcom. Uh, well, I was going to say, does your act <laughs> does your act correlate with the Abbott Elementary? It audience? does not at no, all because right. I'm very stupid and stubborn, Andy. Right. I'm sure. Right. It would be very easy to do. Just you think go you should broaden your act out? I don't want to. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about doing your character. Yeah. But do you think you should broaden it out? To appeal more to no, the Abbott Elementary. No, okay. What appeals to me about stand-up is forcing people to like me. Okay. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Where do you shoot Abbott Elementary? In L.A. on the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, you shoot it on the lot? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything on location? Uh, is there a school somewhere? Uh, we shot the pilot at a real school, also in L.A., though. Okay. Yeah, we're never in Philly. I'm so sorry no. to, for, for people that are listening. Yeah, 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 because people <laughs> think Philly. you do. Yeah. Who are you closest with on the cast? Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. Um, what was your audition like? In quarantine, Zoom. Are- Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. And I had, that was my second audition that I had done all year. Okay. And it came to me and I just thought the, the script was so funny. I was like, all right, let me try. I had my kids like holding, I had nothing set up for auditions because I was like, I'm not doing anything. The world is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> but I had them holding lamps and stuff as my lighting. Right. <laughs> and uh, did that audition and got a call back and, and did four more. Four more. Yeah, with progressively more people on the Zoom, you uh-huh. know what I mean? And then the final one is like a couple black screens of like, I guess, the, the higher ups, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah, and then I got the got the call that I got it. Wow. You know, that's it's one of those rare shows. I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And a few months ago, I was like, I got to see what this is all about. One of those rare shows that you watch the pilot 
and you are like, you see this thing going forever and yeah. ever. It's like the perfect television comedy. I mean, yeah. You just, I mean, I feel like people and myself feel like it's a show that's been on forever already from the right. first from the first episode. Right. You know, but it's been less than a year. So, <laughs> isn't that incredible? How yes. many episodes have you made? We're in on our we're on our 17th of the second season so that 13 for the first plus 17 whatever that is it's early what uh, <laughs> um what is your boss like quinta yes oh my gosh she's a machine yeah she's a machine she's uh the let me before i uh offends pre- previous people let me think maybe the best boss i've ever had really? <laughs> yeah right. Right. yeah she's super diplomatic she involved in everything she's involved in everything really i've seen her sleeping on her feet and then really? action and she's on 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 the scene she's amazing yeah wow yeah wow you were in central park before this yeah i was in central park this was an animated show yeah. okay yep i do writing jobs I, i've done in and out of writing and and uh voiceover work because uh stand-ups don't get health insurance <laughs> so your your health insurance i guess would have come through sag or something stand-ups don't have we don't, don't get SAG. stand-ups don't get SAG. we get nothing andy wow lowest rung of the so you have to industry. write or join or, sag or get an acting role or or right. something a couple appearances here and there to get health insurance um you know your character seems like the um she seems like the closest to be on the housewives of of any of them. So I mean, I'm told. She, she's, a, <laughs> she's a narcissist. She is. She loves the cameras. Do they know you're talking about them like that? No, no. And, <laughs> and it's funny because on the office, the, you know, talk to me. The idea the idea here is mm-hmm. that there is a documentary crew mm-hmm. filming mm-hmm. what's happening at that elementary, and your character has brought the crew in. It's, they're there because of me, right? Yeah, she wants to be famous, right? Yes. What's interesting? Talk to. Did you watch The Office? Much? Yeah, of yeah. course, all of it. So, yes. t- how do you think that the idea that the conceit of having a crew in the office is different from the conceit of having a crew at Abbott Elementary? Now, I can't remember. At this moment, I know in the end, at the end of the office, they revealed who the right, cameraman. Right. No, I mean I'm just saying because to no. me, you're aware more that there's That's an what actual I'm crew I don't on Abbott Elementary. I don't remember on the if office they you forgot about why. Yeah. they were there even right. though. I feel yeah. like like your character is constantly. That's why I look the, at the camera so much. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you're talking about it because I feel like people forget that that right. I'm the reason they're there, and I I'm very aware that they're there, and I want to right. be on camera. I yeah. think that's interesting i think that's interesting and and i think it's good that they acknowledge it more and it's different than the office because otherwise then it's just like oh yeah documentary you know you you forget about it but i think that's important it becomes i think on the office it was more just of a camera style rather than part of the story i agree yeah i agree yeah um and i like this i like the idea that maybe this documentary could come out at some point you know i mean it's edited by me of course right exactly Exactly. What do you watch on TV? Oh, gosh. Right now I'm watching White Lotus. Yeah, me too. So I just finished uh, Murders in the Building. I'm a little behind on things, but I, I watch a, a, a lot of everything here and there, but in spurts. When I have are, you, are, you, uh, are you a Housewives viewer? I've watched one season of Potomac. Okay. Because I did my friend's uh, bitch, bitch sesh. I'm sure oh, you're- Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're friends with Casey and Danielle. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I did watch it um, then, and it did get me, but 
It stresses me out, Andy. Yeah, I'm yeah. so <laughs> it gives me anxiety. I like, got it. That's yeah. cool. I understand. It gives me anxiety too, and I produce it. Um, I totally, I totally understand that. Now, are you? You're not wrapped for the season yet. No, we're this, shooting currently. Yep, you are. Missing work today. Is it? You know, most sitcoms, by the way, are that's considered kind of a dream job, not just money wise, but filming wise. Because you're in front of a, an audience and you shoot on a Friday and you go in and block. I mean, it's considered fairly easy. Not so with you guys. This is a single. This is a single camera show shot on film. So, do you have super long hours on Abbott? We Elementary? actually don't. You don't. We actually don't. And I, I, um, I got some an ABC person in here. I don't even want them to know how short we oh, shoot really? because they might make us do more. But, uh, uh, listen, uh, you're a huge <laughs> hit for them. You're printing money for the network, so you're you're okay. Yes, get that on wax, Andy. Yeah, Print exactly. money for the network. You are. Um, it's um no, we have really good days, and that's the the good thing about being a part of an ensemble. Every week, it isn't about me, right? You know? Right. And so right. I have yeah. I have some weeks where it's long, and then other times I'm in it's two not. days. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. I, hashtag blessed. Yes. Yeah. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> what was your worst heckler experience, or how do you deal with hecklers? Oh, my worst heckler experience was I forget the name of the town, but I remember driving in, and they said home of Ronald Reagan. I was like, oh, I'm gonna bomb here. So. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm doing the test. Oh, it was a contest. Uh, okay. And so I was up against uh, an Elvis impersonator oh, who was the big radio guy in town. Oh, great. And, and, and other assorted acts. And I did pretty good, but I had a heckler and she just kept yelling out. And finally I she? said, she. And and what it's was always she's women. Really? Yeah. Some women don't really? like, especially if they're used to being the center of attention. Uh-huh. They're like, wait a minute. Or if wow. their date is laughing a little too hard. Wow. They're like, I've never made him laugh like that. You know, I, right. I, I'm assuming that's what's happening. Right. And uh, uh, she just kept yelling out. And I said, um, again, it's not a G-rated no, show. No, you can okay. go. She, <laughs> I said, uh, what's, what's your name? And she said, Tammy. I of said, course, Tammy. always a Tammy. <laughs> I said, Tammy, is that your husband? Sitting next to you. She says, yeah. I said, Tammy, if you don't stop yelling at me, I'm going to fuck your husband after this show. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And he said, keep talking, Tammy. (laughs) And then. Oh, that's so funny. She waited for me outside the show and scratched a slut into my Volvo. But, um, (laughs) and I lost to the Elvis impersonator. So that was. Hold on a second. (laughs) Wait, she scratched (laughs) slut with a key onto your car? Yeah. So, been in the trenches, and Andy is Are what you, I'm saying. And by the way, was it your car? It was my car. It was a Volvo station wagon, my family car that I drove she my children around. You scratched the word slut yeah. into your car? Yes. <laughs> Home <laughs> of Ronald Reagan. No, no. <laughs> Aren't white women something? I, you know. Wow. Love you guys. Come on out. See me on the. <laughs> see ya, Tammy. But here's how white Karen. women heckle me they heckle me with compliments. They like, think because if they're saying, you're great, or. You're funny that they're not interrupting me, you know, but it is heckling and I'm on to you. Do you think there's a thing about people who go to comedy clubs that is there a judgment to be made about the type of people who go to comedy clubs? I mean, comedy is such a niche form of especially stand up. It really is. You got to really look for it to get there. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You do. It's true, though. And, uh, you know, uh, it depends. If you've never been to a show before, you don't know how to act. Right. Or if if you've never heard of me or you're assuming I do a certain act and it doesn't happen. But again, I really think it's people who are not used to one sitting quietly and listening to someone speak and or used to being the center of attention. And they're like, this lady is getting too much and I need to say something. So, wow. 
That's so interesting. It's it is. so interesting it to is. me. It's it's or maybe it, it's your birthday. Yeah, right. Or you're a bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, exhausting. Uh, Janelle, you're so funny, Thank and you so much. Uh, it's so I'm so happy to meet you in person. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with I us. Was, I was psyched to hear you were a fan. Truly. Yes, absolutely. I'm a fan. Uh, I was psyched to hear that you were coming in today, and I want that jumpsuit. We're going to be right back with Chris Rad on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, great to see you. Good to see you too, man. I like your coat. Thank you very much. Yeah, you always have good style, dude. Do you have someone who like helps you out, or do you just? I just, I just take, I just take shit off of people when I see them. You do, yeah. Um, Chris has a uh, comedy special. It's called Chris Red. Why am I like this? Yeah. Uh, written and performed by Emmy winner. Chris Red. It's streaming now on HBO Max, and this is this is your big. Um, this was your stand-up special where you you talk about your journey coming out of the closet, right? Uh, yes, um, m- m- mentally. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, yes. Uh, I, I have uh, some diagnoses. Yeah, is that how you say it? I, I went I, to community college. Yeah, okay. uh, but yeah. So, so I told people, you know, I have um, ADHD, uh, depression, and um, anxiety, and I'm and I'm uh, currently uh, working through it. And it was just cr- really just diving into like who I am and why I'm, why I'm like the way I am. And I thought that maybe some people could re- relate to that shit. And you talk about your therapist, yeah, um, Deborah. <laughs> yeah. And is that a real person? Uh, she is. Uh, I did. I did change names so that she would continue to be my therapist. Uh, <laughs> but are you funny in therapy? You, I mean, you're funny everywhere. So. I mean, if if grown men crying is hilarious, yeah, right. I am killing in therapy. How long have you, do, you, do you cry in therapy? I I do. I turns out uh, turns out I am uh, way more emotional uh, than I wanted to ever admit. And so this past year, I've cried more this past year than I have really? ever had in my life. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm working through a lot of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? What do you cry about? Uh, have you seen the world, Andy? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I cry about everything. Wow. No, not everything. Not right. truly. But uh, just, you know, I have a lot of anxiety, a lot of shit from my past. You know right. what I mean? Just, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. I can't really. I have an issue with vulnerability, so this is making me real anxious. Okay. Uh, <laughs> explain right. what I've cried about. Last. Um, well, then let me switch gears. <laughs> no, no, no. Little, let me ask you this. Do you, let me, let me bring it up to a little happier topic relating to crying, which is, do you cry? What was the last movie you cried at? Like, Ooh. do you cry at movies or stuff like that? Not for, re- oh, the last movie I cried at, bro. I don't know. You know what? Okay. I teared up. I teared up at Wakanda forever. Okay. At, uh, Chadwick's, uh, Chadwick's funeral. Yes, I teared up a little bit. I, I miss Chadwick a lot. He was like uh, the first ultra like mega star that did this show, and was that like did actual, SNL when you were on. Yeah. yeah, and was like actual friends with me. Like would text me back. Would wow. show up to shows in LA. Would like we hung out. Like he was a good. He was wow. like a just a humble, good, extremely talented. Did you dude. know that he was sick? 
Absolutely not. So no one, truly no one knew. I mean, his family. His, his family he, knew. He kept it tight. He was always that kind of dude. I mean, in, in a way where he just he just felt very balanced in like how he handled everything. You know, you know celebrity's so weird and you you um you put your finger on something that I never thought about. But here you are when you were on SNL. You're on SNL. These hosts come in. Yeah. I have to assume that um, hosting SNL, even for someone who's a big star or jaded, who's been around or whatever, is still a big deal for people. And they come right. in and it's kind of a big deal for you guys. You're in the ensemble. And now um, I get to be in sketches with blank, Chadwick, right. whoever. And you spend a week together and you're rehearsing and it's an intense week. And at the end of the week, you know, the fun thing about doing theater or being in showbiz is you feel, you have these short short term high intensity experiences. 100%. So at the end of the week, I'm assuming that there were many hosts where you were like, hey, man, I love that. Let me give you my number. It'd be cool to hang. I mean, you would think so. Okay. Um. Yeah. There, there is a lot of that. There is a lot of like. There's. There's like people who come through and, and legitimately you're kicking off a friendship, especially if you're able to work with them all week. If 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 you uh, if a lot of things that you're working on made it in, or you know that that kind of helps. So it's just a general good vibe. And then there's other times where it's. I mean, it is a PR pit stop. So some 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 people right. treat it like that, which is teach its own. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. I learned to not expect to become friends with everybody that walks through the door. But if I do the job, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know my goal was to get on the show and to do as much as I could on yeah. the show. It, you know, that's the goal of everybody. You know what I mean? And if friendships come out of that, that's dope too. So Chadwick was one that you made friends with host-wise. Yeah. Any other former hosts that you, like, can say, yeah, we still text. We, we stayed in touch. Uh, I mean... I, you know, it, it was, there was a lot, but I will say that Chadwick, I will say Issa, even, even though we, me and Issa were kind of cool before she got on this, right. before she came through, but we were, I mean, we're still cool now. And then, I mean, I'm sure this, I mean, Tiffany, who we were also cool before, yeah. beforehand, but there was like, it was, those moments were really dope where, where it's like Tiffany, me and her were doing shows in LA just at the Laugh Factory and just to see my girl blow up and then come through my new gig. Yeah. That was just like, that was a very That's different great. experience. Yeah. yeah that, that was that super tight. Great. Yeah. It was tight. Um, you were on Watch What Happens Live in October. You and I uh, it just ran into each other in the hallway and had a laugh about this, although it's not funny, but it's hilarious. You actually. were on with uh, Pam Greer, who was so great. I mean, that was such Amazing. a great show. We have a thing where we put Chris Red on. On with kind of legendary people. He was on with Dionne Warwick yep. before that. Now you were on with Pam Greer. Yeah, man. You left. You go do a set at the Comedy Cellar. Uh-huh. You leave. and nope. you, I didn't even get to my set because they oh, cracked me in the face right before my set. When you were walking into the club? When I was walking into the club, man. That's why I will never do Andy's show again. <laughs> 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 I, no, I just had to say that joke. Yeah, no, oh, it's good. Alive. I would definitely do it again. <laughs> it's good. But, <laughs> I but was someone, I mean, you were like, it seemed like a hit to me. It seemed like a hit to me as well. People were saying I was randomly attacked. I said this before and I said it again. I've never done anything random that took me an hour to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Like right. he was waiting on me for an hour. That's not a random thing, bro. That's not impulse. That he is hit you, a plan. He hit you in the face. Yeah, yeah. He hit me in the face where the scar is, uh, with the brass knuckles or some kind of metal object. Mm. It, it was, I, I, I fight. I've been boxing for years, so I, I, so I've been hitting the face with regular fists. Okay, and and it while it hurts, it doesn't it doesn't um, feel like it, that felt. Were you that, that able to use any of the training you had from boxing uh-huh. to fight to back? get up? Up. Um, to get up. <laughs> he ran away and I, I was bleeding. Here's how it's, it's psychotic I am. I got hit. I got up and I was like, gotta go do my set. And I didn't realize I was bleeding at all. Like I just was like, oh, all right, so I'm just gonna go do the set. So in the footage, I'm walking to, down the stairs to go do my set. And I realized I'm bleeding and my chain falls off. People thought I was getting robbed. I wasn't getting robbed. My chain was just janky that day. And so <laughs> the chain fell off. I bled on that. I picked it up. Like, let me get a napkin before I go tell people how I got knocked in the face. And then I could, after five napkins, I realized um, I'm not doing this set. And you actually had to go to the hospital, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they took me to Bellevue Hospital, worst, worst hospital in New York City. Yeah. Uh, somebody in there, for no reason at all, was like, I'm going to kill everybody in here. And that right. was my first hour. Right. <laughs> I hated the hospital with all my heart and soul, uh, but they tied my shit up like a Jordan shoelace. And then I, you know, I I went in there about nine o'clock, and I was I was out of there by four a.m. Wow, yeah, pretty terrible experience. That's rough. Yeah. Um, did you? By the way, did anyone at the Bellevue emergency room rec- recognize you? No, thank God. No, that's not think, true. If they had recognized you, you would have gotten... There was yeah. a time where John had a medical emergency, and I showed up at that emergency room, and everything... John got a private room because of me, right, I John? would have been kicked to the curb. I got <laughs> and then, as soon as Andy left, they were like, okay, we're moving. Oh, yeah. Right? And that sounds like them. <laughs> right, right. Bro, I should have I called Andy. I think it was all the blood. <laughs> yeah. I think people knew me. Not bleeding, right, so right, right. <laughs> it was face a, was messed up. Yeah, my face was all wild. They were like, I don't know who this sauced up man is. Did they catch yeah. the guy that did this to you? Oh no, man, no. it was crazy. And because the first week they were confident, oh they were like, right. we're super cops, we're gonna get them. And then the second week they're like, we're still gonna get them. We know it. And then like 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 last week I called her like I don't know. <laughs> And then they ghosted me this week, so I don't know what the fuck's yeah. going on. It seemed to me that the New York Post was insinuating that this had something to do with you dating Kenan Thompson's ex. Nah, I don't know about all that, dog. Nah, I don't know about all that. That's <laughs> well, I, I'll leave it right there. I don't know about all that. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like if there was someone that was pissed at you, that would have been... Sure. but uh, But also... Kanye been mad at me for a very long time. <laughs> well, Kanye has. I know bigger, I'm not Jewish, he's but got, he's mad at me. He's got bigger. What's he mad at you about? Oh, oh were you doing Kanye? Were, wait, what? Were you do it. You were doing Kanye on the show. Uh, oh my goodness, yes. he has okay. so many. Re- Last time I met, that's time I saw Kanye. He, I, I was like, "What's up, yeah?" He was at SNL, and he and he was talking to Dave and a bunch of other folks, and I was like, "What's up, yeah?" And he just looked at me like Batman looks at his villains from mm. over his shoulder, from behind her back. He didn't say one word, and I was like, "That is a man who don't like me." <laughs> no. Wow. But I, you know, I don't know. That's all speculation, man. People speculating. I'm gonna let them do it. You know, they're still. There's still open investigations and stuff, so I'm just not going to speak on it. Um, By the way, have you ever come in contact face-to-face with anyone else that you've done on SNL? Yeah. Me and Eric Adams are 
are friends, bro. I'm sure. Well, he, he seems, seems like someone that would love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend had a great joke because uh, he he came to he came to my um uh my opening up like the opening night of my special. Um, okay. I, I had a little party. My nose was still uh, wrapped up, so I had, only had a few people there. And he showed up. I was like, "Damn, he came to my opening." And she was like. <laughs> Eric Adams would come to an opening of an envelope. Yeah, I'm like, right. that's yeah. the funniest shit I've ever heard right. in my life. Shout out to Eric. That's right. my boy. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow. So are you, I heard that you now have jokes about the attack. Absolutely. And have you been, are they in your act right now? I haven't been on stage yet because I was angry for for the first month and a half. So I couldn't actually tell jokes. Um, but your really? therapist help you out with that. Yeah, yeah, my therapy. Yeah, I've been working through it. <laughs> I'm like, you know, now, now I'm almost like two and a half months out from it. Like, I'm feeling good. I just, I just shot some stuff yesterday. I was improvising for like seven hours, so I'm, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm back to feeling like me again. Yeah. Um, and these little interviews help too. You know, what I mean, is just, that right? It just yeah. helps you feel normal. Well, because I talk to people on stage, and uh, and I love riffing with people, and I have to be ready for whatever people say. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And I will say that when this first happened um, as much as I wanted to be on stage I was not in the right mental space if someone would have said something I maybe have jumped in the crowd or some right, shit right and I didn't want to do that you know what well I mean? it's emotional I mean it's it's you were violated I mean someone violated your space they right. violated your person yeah and it was a premeditated thing so yeah. do you find are you scared do you find yourself walking no. around kind of Scared? Nah, I'm from Chicago and the suburbs. I know, motherfuckers. Right. But, but you're also, also from St. Louis, my hometown. also from St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in Mississippi, bro, we you know, listen, people getting hit is not new. You know what I mean? And I, you know, again, I, I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not walking around scared. I am a little bit more. Um, I keep my head on the swivel. I'm way more alert. I think maybe I got a little bit too lax to here in New York, but um, but as far as like fear, I'm not going to be walking around in fear. That's pretty right. crazy. And no. your boxing experience, I mean, the truth of the matter is, I can't, I if can't, you walk around alert, you're seems like you might be I'll ready. be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. But I, again, just because I got knocked out like that, I can't post another boxing video for like five years. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Were it's you just, posting a lot of boxing no, videos? I no, I actually okay. hate people who do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, there's more to that. But I, right. I, I don't, I feel like that's just a personal journey thing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's not going to change my life too much anyway. But it, it was a joke that my uh, friend Sam J told me. She's like, yeah, you can't, you can't talk about boxing for a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you really can't. No, that's true. Do you take the subway? Uh, I mean, I haven't. I haven't, but not for any other reason right. than like I, my car's right outside. <laughs> <laughs> Are you surprised by how much Pete Davidson is like? Uh, how all the hot women are going after Pete Davidson? No, man. There's always been a weird white boy to get all the women. I went to a <laughs> white high the school. last weird white boy to get all the women? I, I went to a white high school. There was always a little weird boy that got that got that, that got the ladies. You know, because he's like you know a nice dude, sensitive, and funny, and, uh, whatever. I don't focus much on who other people date. I've never been that dude. I've never. It's never really that interesting to me. And and I'm just happy for Pete. I'm just happy that he's doing all right. right. I know what he battles with mentally, right. and and right. and, the, and the fact he's smiling and in the same in, like, in some really good places. I'm happy for him. Yeah. And you know, if he wants to keep dating a list, a list models and all that, go off, my yes, boy. My yeah. do your go thing, on, yeah. my boy. What was your reaction to? There were reports 
that people in SNL were upset that Chappelle was hosting. I kind of never, I kind of didn't believe it, it's, to be honest. I will say that- it was overblown? Yes. Everything yeah. with SNL is overblown yeah. with the people. The people, something was super small what happened in that building, and then somebody will just get wind and make a story to have clicks and clickbait. It's- yeah. I, Everything that whole thing was overblown, and it just made it. It just it just made it more uh, contentious. I'm sure. Um, but I went my time there. I saw I saw little stuff just get blown up for a week, and I was like, "This is crazy." No one actually knows what's going on. They're just taking guesses. At right. Uh, did did Nick, did you ever hear from Nick Cannon about your portrayal of him? Nick was always cool, man. Like Nick Nick knows how to take jokes because he he he's just a a confident person. I think confident people who are funny know how to take jokes about themselves. And he has wilding out, and they clown each other all the time. He's never been sensitive about uh, the impression. And I remember one time, a couple times, he was like, "Oh, he got me, he got me." You know what I'm saying? So he's I mean, he's a good shout out to Nick. He's always been cool. Yeah, I mean, he seems. I mean, he seems to have the best sense of humor about repopulating the world. You know, I mean, <laughs> hey man, he's having a good time. Yeah, I know people who got babies who ain't, who ain't got no money. So Nick is having he's having sex. He's having the babies. He likes babies. He has money. He likes babies, sex, and money, and he's doing all the things. <laughs> so I can't be mad at him, bro. If he ain't mad, I ain't mad. It'd be different if he was on. If he was like. Help! You know, that'd be a different situation. Like, I can't stop having these babies. Like, that's a different... That's a whole different he likes, situation. I like it. He likes babies, sex, and money. <laughs> you quote, put it on a shirt, and Right. He likes babies, sex, and money. What did you do on Will and Grace? Oh. Ooh. Dang. That was uh, that was supposed to be a role that I, I was going to... So when the show got... Uh, when it came back. When it came back, I think I was a gym teacher in an episode or okay. something. Like I think that was the role. Okay. And I was supposed to... like I was the new job for one of the main characters. And I, and I was supposed to be on the show. like So that was going to be my role. And I had just got SNL like, after I shot two episodes. So then my homie Derek Gaines ended up, ended up in that role. Um, shout out to Derek. I'm doing a lot of shout outs. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it. But um, but I, that was going to be my role if I didn't do SNL. I remember after I did the I I, I did like one one recording. They were like, "Yo, you were great. We want we, we want you back. The writers want to write you in for more." So I was like, "I'm about to be on Real and Grace, baby." <laughs> they right. like Real and Grace and Chris. No, I'm right. playing. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. You know, it was cool to get this. I wanted to do both, but it was it was cool to uh, get SNL, obviously. But that was a really fun show. That's but, yeah. I mean, very iconic. funny show. Yeah. I have to think when you when you do a bit on Will and Grace, and they're talking about you were great. We want to write you in. I mean, do you just start seeing as as someone hungry to go to the next level? I mean, you must start seeing kind of dollar signs and spotlights and everything good i mean I, it's just like oh work you know right. what i'm saying yeah. it's just like it's like yeah. consistent work it's yes. it's really like the money is is always like you, you know you're, you're 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 struggling so you want money but it's more about consistent work because the money is is attached to that you know yeah. what i'm saying so it's really about like, oh, this is a show that I think is dope, a show that's iconic, and it's like, they want to give me a piece of that? That's yeah. amazing. Let me see if, I, I just wanted to show up and do the job 
that made that impressed everybody else. All the vets, yeah, all the guys, you know, the guys and the ladies who are like killing it. This is their show. You don't want to come into their home and half-ass it. And don't is- you think being a stand-up gives you an advantage to step into almost anything because it, by nature, you're quicker on your feet. You're ready to go. You can improv. Yeah, I think there's a certain level of confidence that I, that that um that that you can bring to the job. Also, you can help out with jokes too because you're constantly writing. So if if there's a joke that doesn't write quite fit you as or or like if I say if, if I'm not if it's not hitting the way I'm saying it, I know how to punch it up to make it fit me. Right. And so that that's definitely a superpower as long as you're able to do the other elements to work together with people. Because sometimes you you know sometimes you can be like a great stand up. But you don't know how to collaborate, you know, in, in the in the way that you need to acting wise. And so yeah. um, I didn't have an issue. But so know. when will you go up and do stand up again? You said that you, you needed to take some time after the attack. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I'm just, I was just tired. Yeah. But uh, I, I will be I'll be popping up a couple of times before the year's out. Okay, Let's not say where so that <laughs> your, your attacker yeah. doesn't no show hit. up. Again. Oh, no, no, no. At this point, I'm trying to trap so uh, right, I'm going right. to give the exact location. Yeah, right. I'm going to be at the go. corner of 49th yeah. and 6th <laughs> Avenue in about 10 minutes. And, and if you see an Acme box, know that right. it's me inside. Right. Well, the cool <laughs> thing is with this special, people can see uh, this great, um, this incarnation of your act. It's called Why Am I Like This? Uh, you wrote it and you're, of course, uh, starring in it and it's streaming now on HBO Max and it's really personal. Yeah. And so... I may, I don't think I asked you this, but what did Deborah think of the special? Oh, she absolutely Your loves shrink. it. She, she loves it. it. She loves it. She loves all all, all of her jokes. And Does she ever come see you live to stand up? Has she ever? Not yet. We're still over Zoom. So okay. Not, so not yet. Um, but she wants to. And and I will say that it's mixed. That that therapist joke is mixed with uh, two therapists. Okay. Uh, the one who's actually that age, and then um, and then and then one who's my therapist now, who's a little bit younger. Got it. Full disclosure. Uh, but that's kind of how I write jokes. Though, Do you, you prefer? Prefer seeing a female therapist? Um, I I think I uh, I don't think I have a preference really. I think it was at first it was easier for me to talk to uh, a female get vulnerable because yep. I would feel too judged talking to a dude. Yep. Especially because therapy just scared me. Yeah. To be very honest with you. Yeah. Uh, now no, like now I but I knew that I was going to come to a point where I was like maybe I want to talk to a. a a guy's close to my age so to see if there's any kind of difference in how yeah. in, in clarity that I'll, that I'll get from some things but um but now that I'm comfortable but I needed to I needed a couple of years in therapy to like get comfortable with the whole situation before I was just going to be vulnerable cuz I would have just sat there and lied to that dude's face the whole time you know what I'm saying so how are you I'm fine I don't need nothing. you know what I'm saying like, I didn't want to be that way so yeah. I want to pick somebody I can actually open up to all right. Well, we will leave it there. You opened up to me today. I appreciate I did. it. I didn't think I was going to do that. I was coming here to punch you in the face. No. <laughs> Chris Red, uh, you can see Chris Red. Why am I like this? Streaming now on HBO Max. And uh, we will have extra security for you next time you're on Watch What Happens Live. Hey, that's it for today. We're going to be back with an all new show next week when John and I are back on the Radio Andy Network. Remember, you can listen to us weekdays on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. We'll see you right back here next week.
Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.